Good morning. Um, there's a, a line in a song that says, um, I can't help but share his faithfulness in my life. It's not quite how it goes, but... Um, but if you know me, you know that I like to, sh I can't help but share that, but I like to share it in very small groups. <laughs> so this is a, um, a stretch for me. Um, so I have moved a lot in my life. Um, I think at last count, I've lived in 27 different homes. After one of those moves, when I was in first grade, my family started attending church. In Sunday school, I learned about heaven and about hell and about the Ten Commandments. And um, one of those commandments stuck out to me, thou shalt not steal. I didn't know about the rest of them, but I knew I had broken that one. And the guilt of that overwhelmed me. One night, my mom found me crying, and I confessed to her what I had done. And I said, I know that it meant I wasn't getting to go to heaven. I don't remember what my mom said, um, but she did tell me about Jesus that night. And it might have sounded something like this. You are right, that was a sin, and that separates you from God. But he loves you so much that he made a way for you to be close to him. He sent his son to take your punishment by dying on the cross for all the wrong things you had done and will do. He then rose from the dead so that you could spend eternity with him in heaven. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he saved, um, that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's what I did that night. The guilt, it left me, and it was replaced by a sense of peace and security. I can remember as a child talking and singing to God and feeling so very loved. This really helped with all of those moves that I told you about. I felt, close to, um, I felt him close to me, and he always provided a church or a Bible study or a youth group um, that I could join in and learn more about him and grow in my faith um, and have a feeling of belonging. Philippians 1.6 says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And he had started that good work in me. One of my moves was off to college. During that first year, I started to move away from God. I didn't do consciously decide to, but I was just enjoying my new freedom. I started dating a cute guy who said he was an atheist, but I figured, no big deal, um, I'm just having fun. But then that fun turned into stuff that I knew God didn't approve of. But I chose to ignore the guilt I was feeling um, which led to heartache and pain, and I lost that sense of peace and security that I had had. But even though I moved away from God, he never moved away from me. Hebrews 13 talks about how Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. And Psalm 139 says that there is nowhere I can flee from his presence. His hand will guide me and his right hand will hold me fast. And that's what God did for me. After college, I made another move for my first teaching job. But the amazing thing is, I didn't even apply for this job. My name was given to a school, and they called and asked me to come up for an interview. And then they offered me the position, but I said I couldn't take it unless I had a place to live and a roommate. Um, they introduced me to a young teacher um, at the school, and she let me move in with her. And it turned out that she loved Jesus. 
So I started going back to church with her. And one night I was sitting in a Bible study, and I felt that guilt return. And I told God um, that I wanted to change, and I wanted to live my life for him again, but I couldn't do it without his help. And his help came in a way, a very unexpected way. That cute young guy who was an atheist, he became a follower of Jesus. I moved into, oh, by the way, I don't recommend that for any young girls to trust that to happen for you guys. I told my three daughters, do not do that. Um, I moved into marriage with Colin. Now that he was a believer, our marriage was going to be perfect, right? But neither of us knew what a healthy marriage looked like. Um, we were selfish, and although we loved each other, we did not know how to love each other. We didn't know how to communicate. But God was doing that good work in both of us now. And through his word and several marriage books um, and godly examples, God pointed out my bad attitudes and my wrong thinking. And he taught me how to love and respect my husband. Much better. I'm still working on it. (laughs) He put women in my life that prayed for me and um, gave me godly advice. And he was doing the same thing in Colin's life. Our marriage is really one of the greatest um, evidences of God's grace in my life. I'm so grateful that God has continued to work in me. He has released me from fears, taught me to trust him, given me an identity, a purpose, and a desire to serve. I don't know how many more moves I'll make, but the best thing God has given me is the assurance that my final move will be to spend eternity with him. Now, I wrote this testimony a couple of years ago um, before yet another move, and that was our move from California to here. Now, God continues to do that good work in my life. It is a good work, but it's not always easy or painless. It was difficult to leave friends who were really family and a place where I was known and where I had purpose. I had prayed asking God for a less stressful job for Colin, and he answered, but I forgot to ask him to keep it in the Bay Area. (laughs) After much prayer, Colin accepted the job. The good news was they said we could stay in California for two years while our youngest daughter um, finished high school. And I'll be honest, I spent two years praying that God wouldn't move us. As as you can tell, his answer was no. Um, So we put our house up um, on the market just as the pandemic hit. We bought a house we'd never been in, and we moved across the country when shelter-in-place was yet again being extended. At the same time, a job I loved and had been doing for 22 years was about to change drastically, and more of my purpose was going to be gone. Our youngest was soon heading off to college, and now all three of our girls would be living thousands of miles away from us. But as with all my other moves, God didn't leave me. His love and faithfulness and care were evident throughout, from the smallest to the largest details of the move, to our new neighbors, to coming here, to crossing. Um, God was assuring me that even though leaving hurt, this was where he wanted us to be. And God is using all of you guys um, to help in that assurance. You have welcomed our family into the crossing family, I cannot tell you enough how good God is, how he has allowed me to continue teaching, 
He has brought young ladies into my life who help me to be less lonely for my girls. And he has given me a purpose here and given me very close friendships. I once heard that as believers, we all need a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy in our life. A Paul, someone to learn from. A Barnabas, someone to do life with. And Timothy, someone you can be a Paul to. Well, since marriage, I have lived thousands of miles away from my family. And I have needed all these types of people in my life. And God has provided so many. These women have made a difference in my life. They encouraged me to be a better wife, mother, friend, and a child of God. They encouraged me and taught me to pray, to read God's word, to memorize scripture, to mentor, and to teach others. They prayed for me and with me, and God has been using these ladies to help with that good work he was doing. Because of how women have impacted my life, God has given me a heart for women. After all the years of ladies speaking into my life, um, God began nudging me to speak into the lives of others. It started when I was first asked um, to lead a MOPS group. Then I was encouraged to mentor. And then I was asked to lead devotions for a women's group. And God, I felt God saying, don't um, read what others have written, but tell them what you're doing in my life. Yeah, what I'm doing in your life. Um, for the last number of years, I've been leading discipleship classes, and now I'm facilitating women's ministry. I love the Lord and his word, and I am learning that abiding in him and allowing him to transform my life, even when it is hard and it hurts, is the best place to be, even if it means I'm thousands of miles away from my girls. With him, I have comfort, peace, and joy. And he is not done with me. He continues to prune and to mature me as challenges and struggles come across my path. Lately, it's been trying to submit to his timing and not my own. That denying my will for his will <laughs> is a really hard one. And just when I fool myself into thinking I'm good at it, he finds yet another area where I need to learn to deny myself and to submit to him. I'm going to end with a verse that I've been asking others to pray for me in this season. It is Philippians 1, 9, and 10. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And I'm looking forward to that day.